Good morning. My name is Michael McCusker. On this 3223 date, and a tip of the hat for that to DH-S. So now we march away from black history on the gallows swinging in the nearly springtime breeze and pierce the womb of her story. We cross the portal between racial recognition to gender genesis. 99 years ago, on February 27, 1922, the 19th Amendment to the USA Constitution declared, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. Nearly two years earlier, on June 4, 1919, the 19th Amendment was passed by Congress and sent to the states for ratification after seven decades of meetings, petitions, and protests by women demanding their right as American citizens to vote. And today, 216 years ago, March 2nd, 1807, Congress abolished the slave trade, though not slavery itself, which took the Civil War 54 years later to unchain, but not equalize as citizens, American blacks. Women and blacks continue to have that disparity in common in the USA. Today, I repeat on this program, as I have annually at the advent of Women's History Month, an almost tutorial of women's demands for an equitable human world to prevent total Gaia-side. Women are the mothers of Earth. And a little bit of a prologue. 32 years ago, in 1991, more than 1,500 women from virtually everywhere on Earth attended the World Women's Congress for a Healthy Planet in Florida, USA. These women, who called themselves a privileged few, were at the conference, quote, on behalf of those who could not be with us, the millions of women who experience daily the violence of poverty, environmental degradation and exploitation of their work and bodies due to an international economic order that places capital before human and ecological well-being, unquote. For four days, they, quote, listened to each other speak of the ills of our societies, our families, and our sacred nature. We have been inspired by the courage and commitment of our sisters throughout the world who protect and repair our natural heritage, unquote. They concluded that in a world in which nature and women are systematically exploited by a so-called free market ideology, there can be no environmental security, quote unquote. They wrote in a collective declaration that rainforest dwellers, island peoples, the inhabitants of fragile arid or arctic zones in particular, quote, are threatened with displacement and dispossession 
due to human disruption and pollution of vulnerable ecosystems. And they urged the United Nations and world leaders, mostly male, to increase their commitment to integrating women's perspectives at all levels and in all programs and policies. And that again is a quote. These privileged women from all nations issued the following recommendations as a basic guide to enhance environmental quality as well as human inequality for the 21st century, which they hoped would be a challenge to create a safe and sustainable future. We will cease to do business with banks that refuse to reschedule repayments of nations to the South. We will oppose debts for nature exchanges, swaps, which threaten sovereignty, indigenous people's rights to lands, and self-determination, and which are not subject to wide public debate. We will hold personally accountable those who borrow in the name of their people for the social and environmental consequences of those loans. We call for the rejection of structural adjustment policies, known as SAPs, which shift responsibility of basic social services from governments to women without compensation or assistance. We call for the dismantling of all unfair protective trade measures used by the North against the South. We call for renegotiation of terms of trade that will ensure an equitable relationship between the price of raw materials and prices of manufactured goods. We demand a total ban on the export of goods rejected for local consumption or destruction in or by the country of origin. We suggest that historic audits of nation-states from 1945 onward be conducted to determine the net beneficiaries of rural resource exploitation as assessment of which would serve as the basis to cancel current debt. Recognizing current moral and ethical double standards applied to environment, development, women's participation, and social justice throughout the world, and distress that policy planners and political representatives have such barren instruments, systems of national accounts, on which to make all major economic and environmental decisions. We will work for adoption of an international code of environmental conduct for business and industry, for governments, for UN agencies, and for non-governmental organizations, which will include regulations on biotechnical genetic engineering. We will organize monitoring systems that will hold institutions and states accountable for their actions, products, and policies. We call for reappraisal of national income accounts to reflect the balance between constructive and destructive production. We totally oppose environmental accounting and the commodification of free gifts of nature. And that's a quote. We demand time-use studies of women's work, households, cottage industries, subsistence, agriculture, child care, elder care, volunteer community service. We require governments, World Bank, International Monetary Fund, 
and lending agencies to establish environmental audits with which every proposal must comply before implementation of loans. We will endorse new pro proposals of international law, including strict liability for environmental harms and non-adversarial dispute resolution mechanisms to compensate victims. Aware that the gross inequities in land tenure and ownership are primary causes of social injustice, poverty of women and their children, homelessness and environmental degradation, and the dispossession of indigenous people. Aware that land ownership and control is becoming increasingly polarized, recognizing that current agricultural policies in the North and in the South are uprooting and displacing land-based communities and diverting land from food production to cash crop for exports, and recognizing that in many communities the nutrition of the family is dependent upon women's ability to produce a family and domestic market products, and that because women and children are an estimated one billion people in the world who go hungry every day, women's access to food and land tenure and ownership must be regarded as a basic human right. We call on the United Nations, governments, and non-governmental organizations to cease discriminating practices which limit women's access to land and other resources, to increase allocation of resources which enhance food security and provide appropriate technologies which reduce women's work. We will strive to create awareness about the environmental impact of land use technologies guided by immediate profit at the cost of long-term sustainability. We will search for ways to strengthen agricultural research of indigenous foods and conservation of local crop varieties. Concerned by the deterioration of habitats and ecosystems that are home to billions of species with which we share the earth and realizing the tragic loss of species upon which our interdependent ecosystem depends, recognizing the treasure of plant and animal knowledge which is tended and passed on by indigenous peoples of the world, knowing the attempt of commercial interests of the North to control the natural heritage of species of the South through gene banks, where genetically engineered organisms released into the environment pose a threat to biodiversities. We call for immediate and direct regulation of research and development in biotechnology. We recommend that the testing and release of organisms be done only in the country of origin and that biotechnology products which are not yet approved or which are restricted in their country of origin be prohibited from sale elsewhere. We recommend that there be no patenting of life forms to protect against the commercial exploitation of the genetic resources of the South. We will work for a ban on bovine growth hormone and on a boycott of milk products with that hormone. We recommend that new technologies be approved not only on the basis of efficacy and safety, but also their social and economic impacts. 
we demand that the risks of biotechnology be widely available and clear layperson language. We will support indigenous people in their efforts to protect their natural environment. Believing it is a basic human right to have access to unbiased information about the quality of the environment in which we live and recognizing the risk that the media may become dominated by forces which perpetrate a worldview that ignores cultural diversity and integrity. Believing that only through wide dissemination of information on environmental and developmental issues will we be able to confront the challenges of environmental decline. Aware that information concerning the environmental health impact of military and industrial byproducts are often classified as secret for national security or proprietary reasons, we demand that the United Nations monitor all activities of governments that threaten the environment, including space and ocean probing, and make information about such activities known to the world community. We will work to create and strengthen formal and informal systems and exchanges that adhere to the principle of openness and inclusiveness, giving voice to the majority of citizens and reporting on violations of human and environmental rights. We recommend that all countries offer environmental education at the primary and secondary levels, including ecology, consumer education, and permaculture. We will promote environmental ethics education in our schools and in informal learning settings with the purpose of promoting harmony between all living systems and solidarity among peoples. We will strongly support the establishment of a non-governmental organization whose mandate and operation on environmental emergencies and environmental rights would be similar to those of Amnesty International. Knowing that military expenditures, the arms trade, and armed conflict deprive billions of human beings of basic security and well-being, and realizing the disastrous environmental impact of military activity, including research, development, production of weaponry, testing, maneuvers, presence of military bases, disposal of toxic materials, transport, and resource use, aware that research on and use of military weaponry, including chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons, contributes significantly to environmental degradation, genetic mutation, illness, and death, recognizing that militarism often leads to the occupation of lands and the denial of human and environmental rights. We demand nuclear weapons be dismantled and destroyed and that nuclear testing cease immediately. We demand that space activities and supersonic flight, which threatens the ozone layer or releases carbon dioxide, cease. We urge an immediate 50% reduction in military spending. We demand creation of national civilian commissions with 50% membership of women which would open to public scrutiny all military activities, expenditures, and research and development. 
We demand that national armies be converted into environmental protection corps, which would monitor and repair damage to natural systems, including cleanup of military bases, and be available to assist citizens in times of natural and human-made disasters. We condemn governments that turn their armies against their citizens, leading millions of individuals to become refugees and displaced persons. We will educate our daughters and sons to shun military service of governments which use military power to exploit the resources and peoples of other nations. Believing that science and technology should be at the service of the many than for the profits of the few, observing that, on the contrary, it is used to harness nature, contributing to degradation of ecosystems for short-term profit, witnessing the disempowerment of women through lack of access to appropriate and sustainable technology and disregard for women's experiential knowledge because it is not considered scientific, aware that all too often women have been victims of the misuse of scientific discoveries and inappropriate technologies. We urge the marriage of ethical values with scientific investigation and use and development of criteria for all technologies concerning their appropriateness for both women and the environment. We demand that all technology transfer should be appropriate and sustainable with special attention paid to long-term costs and benefits for people and the environment. We will urge support and promote communication strategies for disseminating information on appropriate and inappropriate technologies to women worldwide. We demand resources be made available for research and development of appropriate technologies and training for women. We urge the United Nations and governments to create rural and urban training centers of excellence, north and south, which will serve to disseminate environmentally friendly technologies to women. Realizing that women's purchasing power is a powerful tool for holding the business community accountable for the environmentally friendly quality of their products, and knowing that women can organize swiftly to boycott products or businesses, we will boycott industries whose practices or products anywhere in the world are harmful to the environment or to health. We will promote recycling, reduce consumption of all forms, and purchase only ecologically friendly products. We will engage in campaigns supporting investment in environmentally sound and productive activities. We will reduce per capita energy use by promoting energy-efficient technologies and research, development, and funding of alternative energy sources. Realizing there may be an attempt to create new institutions to manage the world's ecosystems based on the current economic growth model and believing that those institutions might not have as primary objective the long-term sustainability of the Earth's species and ecosystems, knowing that new institutions would be costly 
and that funds would be better spent in repairing damaged ecosystems and providing sustenance to those who live in them. We call for the creation of a permanent United Nations Environmental Commission to serve as ombudsperson, receive individual complaints, monitor compliance and enforce principles of an international code of environmental ethics. We urge that all states and corporations that produce toxic chemical agents to dispose of their toxic wastes within their own borders. We know that the major causes of environmental degradation are economic systems that exploit and misuse nature and people, toxic pollutants, and the waste of industrial and military technologies. We are outraged by the suggestion that women's fertility rates, euphemistically called population pressures, are to blame. Unchallenged, this analysis lays the groundwork for re-emergence of top-down, demographically-driven population policies and programs that are deeply disrespectful of the basic human rights of women. Also, knowing the number of people plus their consumption of resources plus their waste determines their environmental impact, we recognize that a person in the industrialized world has far greater impact than a person living in a less wealthy nation. Aware that the right to reproductive health and choice is a basic human right of all individuals, we point out that the World Fertility Survey estimates that our 500 million couples who wish to plan their family and have no access to the means to do so. Fearful of the threat to women's lives by the HIV pandemic and recognizing women's ability to protect themselves from sexually transmitted diseases and when and if to have children is prerequisite for women's health, self-determination, and empowerment. We condemn any attempt to deprive women of reproductive freedom or the knowledge to exercise that freedom. We demand women-centered, women-managed, comprehensive reproductive health care and family planning, including the right to prenatal care, safe and legal voluntary contraceptives, and abortion. We urge governments, multilateral and donor agencies to increase comprehensive reproductive health services and to include men as beneficiaries of family planning and education. We demand that all governments systematically alert their citizens to the danger of AIDS and provide them with the information on how to avoid contamination. Realizing that women and children are particularly vulnerable to cancer-causing toxic chemicals, radiation, and nuclear wastes, we demand that research be undertaken on women's and children's susceptibility to cancer-causing agents and that remedial action be taken to eliminate such agents from all environments. We ask the World Health Organization, the Food and Agricultural Organization, the International Labor Organization, national governments, public health groups, and corporations increase their efforts to eliminate environmental occupational hazards in factories, offices, 
and on the land. And that was Women Are the Mothers of Earth by the Women's Congress for a Healthy Planet. This is Michael McCusker. Dylan Hauser Schalk, Aka, DH hyphen S, is engineer for this program. A quote from the late great black congresswoman from Texas, Barbara Jordan. Quote, the greatest threat is the inner tension of the people of this country to liberty. If we don't attend to it, if we take it for granted and let people trample on it in even minute ways, it can gradually suffer an erosion. You have to attend to liberty. And from Costica Bradstand, nothing breeds more failure than an obsessive quest for purity. And Victor Hugo, born on February 26, 1802, from his novel Les Miserables, spoken by Jean Valjean. We are all fools. It's unavoidable. Quote, 